Hello, and welcome to another episode of Planet Profits Podcast. My guest today is Colleen Felicki, who is the owner of Back to Earth Compost, a curbside compost pickup company located in the Philadelphia area. Colleen, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Joe. I'm super excited to talk with you today. So, Colleen, how did you get into composting? Sure, yeah. So, um, everyone always asks, like, how'd you get into composting? That's just different. Um, I, so I grew up in, in King Crush, a little bit about me. I live in, I live in Plymouth Meeting, but I, um, so I didn't move very far from where I grew up, but I, when I, uh, when I had my kids, I realized that I wanted to leave the world a better place for them and for their children. And I kind of just looked back on kind of what I knew, what I wasn't, um, so when they were little, I, I didn't have a compost business, but I was composting in my yard and um, I was learning about gardening and um, being a better steward of our planet and just being mindful of our waste and being mindful of the products that we were using um, and how, you know, different products can pollute our environment and just how to, you know, how to be more um, mindful of that and, and more sustainable. So I kind of uh, parlayed that into, um, you know, what I do now. I wanted to be able to help other people in our community be more sustainable. And so I looked back and thought, you know, composting is a way that we, we you know, we do that at home. How can I help others, you know, compost in the community? And so there was a compost company in Philadelphia and I reached out and I had a conversation with the owner and I thought, you know, there's a way that I, I think there's a way that I could help the folks in, um, you know, outside of Philadelphia, because that's where I live and I wanted to be able to help our community. So I started in 2016, but more officially in 2017, just um, you know, putting the word out there. Um, I do a lot of uh, business networking and involved in the community. And, and uh, it's really important for me to give back to the communities that I'm involved with. So um, I just put it out there and, and started doing, uh, offering our, our subscription service. We do curbside pickup. We also work with businesses, restaurants, schools, breweries, um, just anyone who generates, you know, organic food waste, um, we can help. And so, um, and then I started doing a lot of educational classes, workshops online, especially through COVID, did a lot of Zoom workshops, teaching people how to compost at home. I think it's great if you're able to do that. Um, and our service like is just a supplement in addition, like some folks don't have space or time and that's fine. That's kind of where we come into play. And, um, you know, I'm just, over the years, just um, have really enjoyed doing this. And I, I think that, you know, it'll just continue. There's just a really big need for the service. There's a big need for folks to learn about how important it is. And so that's why I really appreciate you having me on today, because I think that, um, you know, we, I feel like it's really important to spread the word about it. In why should we compost from a climate change perspective? What does composting have to do with climate change, and how can it help solve the climate crisis? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Because really, you really need to know why first. Like, why am I doing this? Why should I, you know, recycle my organics? Why is it so important that we keep the food waste out of the landfill? I mean, so 
some facts. Um, according to the EPA, food is the single largest category of material placed in municipal landfills where it emits methane gas, which is a super powerful, you know, greenhouse gas. Um, and, you know, about six to eight percent of all human cause greenhouse gas emissions could be reduced if we just stop wasting food or stop putting the food waste in the landfill. 30 to 40% of what we throw away is compostable. It's stuff that can go back into our soil. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because we can make something out of this food waste. So instead of going to the landfill, this is a fun fact. In the U.S. alone, the production of um, Lost or wasted food generate, generated is the equivalent of 32.6 million cars worth of greenhouse gas emissions. So think about that. If we can just keep that, you know, um, out of the landfills and incinerators, we're we're just we're at a better place. And so um, that's that's why I do what I do. Not only does it save it from creating these, you know, harmful gases, it creates this product that is is gold. I mean, they call it black gold. <laughs> That's why they call compost black gold. It's just so important for our plants. If you add compost to, there's um, something called regenerative agriculture. Um, and, you know, one of the premises, like you're adding the compost back into the soil of our farms, our communities, our gardens, it actually sequesters carbon. Um, there's something, if, if anyone's interested in looking it up for their project drawdown, but it sequesters carbon from the atmosphere. And this is where we can reverse climate change. It's so, it's super powerful. And so I feel like it gets not, it doesn't get a lot of credit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Isn't it the case that our food today doesn't have the same nutritional value as the same kind of food back in, say, our grandparents' generation. So like a tomato today doesn't have the same vitamins and minerals that a tomato did back in my grandmom's day. Uh, but that if we compost and we get to the end and we get uh, that black gold that you've mentioned, that soil out, and we put it back into the ground, whether in our backyard garden or in a farm, uh, that the food that we grow there has better nutritional value than what we would get today at a supermarket. Is that true? With you, absolutely. Healthy soil, healthy plants, healthy people, right? And then healthy planet. It's just one big circle. If our plants are healthy, you know, then they're going to have more minerals and nutrient value in them. And then we are going to have that. Um, so I, I agree with you. I, I, it's so important that we add it back to the soil and not, not put it in a landfill. Um, the EPA actually just on December 2nd, they EPA, the U S department of agriculture and the U S food and drug administration released their draft national strategy for reducing food waste, food loss and waste and recycling organics, which is super exciting. So. Um, I don't know, you know, ultimately what that means, but I feel like it's a good it's a good start that they put it out there. They have a goal to prevent the loss and waste of food and increase recycling of organic materials, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, save households and business money, and build cleaner communities. So on a grand scale, I feel like it's it's coming from the top. That's great news. So hopefully things will change, you know, in our communities based on that. I'm excited.
Okay, so let's say somebody is listening to this podcast and they're learning about composting and they are convinced, they're sold. They want to get started on composting. What do they do? Uh, sure. So, um, so like I said, composting your backyard, if you can do it, that's great. Um, it does take, um, it takes caring for, so not everyone has the time. Um, not everyone has access to, might have like space in their yard. You could do it many different ways, um, but you do need to have organic material, like you need to have nitrogen and carbon. And I think like when I teach the workshops, a lot of folks don't realize how much carbon you actually need, meaning leaves, wood chips, you know, um, uh, shredded paper, excuse me, cardboard, like there's, you need th three to one ratio. So if you have a bucket of food scraps, you need three buckets of the of carbon, of leaves. And so um, it does take a little, um, you do have to tend to it. So not everyone has, you know, time to do that. And, um, you know, we just, we make it easier just to put it in a bucket and, um, you know, our, our customers put it in a bucket and we come by every other week. And, or we also have, collection sites where they drop it off to us at a, a certain location um, on Saturdays. So, and that's a different price point. So we just try to make, make it affordable and accessible to everyone. And, and that's kind of my goal. So if, if you can compost, you know, in your yard and it, it can be free to do that. So you don't have to, you know, have a, you don't have to have a certain budget to be able to, you can, you can do it in your backyard with, items that you can use, you know, or obtain for free to be able to do it. So that's kind of what I love about it. Um, we, we do, we have some challenges with, <laughs> with everything, you know, it's, you know, um, you know, acceptance in the community, like what, there's a lot of education involved. Um, you know, some folks get it right away and, the, and, um, other folks, like it takes a little bit of time, like, oh, I have to take all the plastic off and, um, that's a lot of work. And so, or I just don't have time, which is, you know, in the bigger picture, we all should be able to, to make time to do it. But, um, there are some, there are some reasons why folks just don't, don't want to do it. But, um, and you know, for us, like logistically, like, um, sorting out our routes and investing when to invest in a new truck and things like that. So, um, and you know, we've, I guess it's been since 2017. So we're, we're growing every year and, and it's a good problem to have. You know, I should let your, our listeners know that I and my family are customers of uh, your company, Adventurous Compost. And it's worked out really well for us in terms of actually getting usable soil. Uh, we've been customers for about a year. Uh, we've gotten, uh, I think several gallons of soil. I've gone to two different soil give back days and really gotten a usable quantity of top quality soil that we put in our gardens, which was not the case back when we were composting on our own. Uh, we were doing something wrong and we really didn't get much soil out of it. I don't talk about that enough. I don't talk about our give back program enough. <laughs> so thanks for mentioning that. What about if somebody doesn't have a garden? Um, if you know, somebody uses your service and their food scraps go away uh, in your five-gallon buckets, but they never actually get any soil back. What happens to that soil? Does somebody else get to use it? 
That's a good question. We actually, we partner with a farm, so they do use it and then sell it to um, other gardeners. And yeah, it's definitely gets used. It, it definitely gets used. Yeah. Can you give us any sense of what's the history of composting? And then the flip side, are there different ways to do it? Are there innovations in the field? Give us some sense of the, the past and the future of composting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know specifically, but it definitely has been around just for, forever. I mean, when since people have been growing things. But um, yes, there's been advances um, just to make things easier and um, sometimes even like go quicker. Um, and there's different ways of composting. There's many different ways. I mean, you can, to name a few, you know, you can do worm composting, vermiculture, you can do bokashi composting in a bucket um, to start the process and then put it in your garden. Um, you can do just, you know, backyard composting with windrows um, and you can do aeration with that. You, there's um, companies that have developed like in-vessel composting not there's also uh, anaerobic composting, but that's different in a vessel. But there's like shipping containers type of composting where there's an auger that goes back and forth um, to speed things up, so you don't need to use uh, windrow turners. Um, there's and then there's anaerobic, which is um, you know in vessel, and they and they can even compost you know our municipal waste and create something that can go onto um, farms. So they're definitely doing, there's a lot of innovation in the field and there's a lot of businesses like mine throughout the country, which I love learning about and meeting and um, sharing ideas because um, it's not going anywhere. It's definitely just, it continues to grow and the need for it. So uh, just, especially now since um, kids are learning more about environmental you know, um, in school, they're learning about environmental education. And so um, I'm hoping that the next generation is, you know, uh, excited about this and, and wants to, you know, learn more about it. It seems like it when we do programs for kids, they are all into it and uh, they want to learn more. So that's good. The, the future's looking bright for composting. You know, like I said before, our family is a customer and we've been composting for quite a while. Uh, and I think we've been composting for pretty much our youngest daughter's entire life. So she's eight years old now. And it's really just become a part of her routine. You know, she finishes a meal, she scrapes any, you know, vegetable matter um, into the compost bin. Uh, and um, she puts her plate in the sink. It's just part of her routine. And so I would imagine that she'll keep composting for the rest of her life. It's just how she finishes a meal. That's great. I agree with you. Actually, in fact, my grandmother did compost. She did the, she had a little baggie next to her sink and would put all the scraps and then just dig a hole in her garden. I'm like, don't, aren't the squirrels going to dig that up? She didn't care. She dug, dug the hole in the garden and it composted. But um, I just had distinct memories, and, and my other grandparents had a big garden in their backyard. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, um, I don't know, it's just, you, you do it, you don't want to waste, they don't want to waste anything, I guess. And, and so I feel like we need to get back to that. <laughs> I knew about it growing up, but I was always 
like sustainable, you know, I was, when I was a kid, we started recycling. So I was the one in the household who was like, wanted, you know, got on top, got behind that and made sure that we, you know, recycled. And then um, in high school, I was part of STEM, Save the Environment Man, where we would have bake sales to buy the rain, part of the rain, you know, piece of the rainforest so they wouldn't cut it down. So it was kind of always who I was, but I never thought, that I could pursue doing something like that um, as a living, for a living. And so um, I don't know when I, like I said, when I had my kids, it was like a light bulb went on, like, all right, I've got to do something. What do I know? Because I didn't go to school for that. You know, I went, I went to, I went to a school for communications, radio, TV. So that was not my, in you know, environmentalism and, you know, it was in my blood, but not something that I was formally educated in. But since then have been kind of learning as I, you know, go, plus also being um, a part of some organizations where I can have formal training has been helpful kind of since I started this. So, so yeah, I feel like it's been in, in my blood, but just never really pursued it. But uh, I feel like there's a calling that's like, okay, I have to do this. If I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? And I think I was 40 when I started. I'm like, oh, this is nuts, but why not, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's, you know, that's good to hear. Um, I think a lot of people look at the climate change crisis as this slow-moving but insurmountable problem that human beings can't deal with. Um, and they can give in to despair. They can give in to doomers. But the antidote to that, I think, is kind of like what you did, to find something that you know about um, that helps and to be a part of the solution. Um, for you, it's, it's composting. For me, it's investing. Just to wind down here and give you a chance to promote your company, um, if, a, if a, somebody, if a listener wants to begin composting with your company, what do they do? What's the next step? Sure. So um, you can hop on our website. It's backtoearthcompost.com. And um, if you just click on get started um, at the top, you can uh, get started that way. We do, we also offer gift certificates. So I think we have a pop-up right now where we're offering gift certificates for, for the holidays, but we have them all year long. We also have a promotion all year where it's first month free trial. So um you get a, a bucket and uh, first month free, which, which means pick up every other week. Um, and we have make it easy. We just we have a list of things that we can take, and you know you get a welcome email, and uh, and you know get started that way. And then you can decide if you want to continue or not. And um, I feel like it's a great way to figure out if it's something that you want to participate in. But uh, definitely worth it to just give it a try. And there's, and like I said, there's, there's compost. If I, if I don't mind mentioning, there's a, um, if you don't mind, I mentioned the group around, there's uh, companies, like I said, around the country. If you're not local to suburban Philadelphia Institute for local self-reliance, you can kind of go on there. There's a map. You can find out uh, if there's a company where you are um, and, uh, and go that route. But yes, there's definitely a lot of companies that are offering the service and want to be able to help you. So have, uh, definitely check that out. Colleen, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I've learned a lot about composting. 
I hope our guests, our, our listeners have too. Um, and I just want to say thank you for uh, educating all of us. Thanks so much for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. So that was a very interesting conversation with Colleen Felicki. Uh, I, I personally learned a lot about why composting is important. Um, I did take the opportunity to try to verify what Colleen said, uh, and she's correct. I, I, I verified it. Um, and let me provide a little bit of additional context. Uh, according to the Natural Resources Defense Council, quote, in the United States, food is the most prevalent material in municipal landfills comprising 24% of landfill content as of 2018. When food and other organic material are disposed in landfills, they decompose and emit methane, a powerful climate pollutant with up to 80 times the heat trapping potential of carbon dioxide. Landfills uh, are the third largest source of human generated methane emissions in the United States and food waste is responsible for over half of those emissions. Dot, dot, dot. Instead of letting food scraps pollute our air when we put them in landfills, we can compost them to help create the foundation of our food and farming system, soil. Farmers can use composted organic material, including food scraps, to improve and fertilize soil. So I think that's the, the gist of it. Um, you compost, you keep your food out of the landfill. By doing that, you reduce methane emissions. Uh, and simultaneously, um, you then use the end result of the composting to fertilize the soil uh, and produce better and healthier food. So I think the bottom line for me is that composting is a piece of the puzzle. It's not going to solve the climate crisis by itself, but it is a way to reduce methane emissions. It's a way to produce healthier food. Those are good things. We should be doing it. I am doing it. I'm, I plan on continuing to do it, uh, but I'm going to do it in the, in the most convenient way possible, which I think is by using a service like um, the, you know, back to earth compost or whatever the curbside composting equivalent is in your neck of the woods. 